Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The lady in tights or the bride With a guy on the side or the ball Where she gives him her If you heard that while watching Philippine TV from 1986 to 1996, you knew it was time to get entertained. Those familiar lines heralded a program that completely changed Philippine show business. A pioneering show that produced essentially entertainers for two generations. And it made it okay to be Badoo because that's what we all were during that time slot. It was That's Entertainment. Welcome to Super Random, an Inquirer podcast powered by Puma Podcast. Here, we discuss and deconstruct everything Pinoy pop culture that you've either forgotten or were too embarrassed to admit you like. I'm your super obsessive host, Ruel S. Devera. Prior to That's Entertainment, Philippine show business built its talent base the old-fashioned way, being promoted by rival studios. In fact, LVN and Sampaguita Pictures battled for decades and maximized the love team in a foreshadowing of what would later make that entertainment great. A studio would select commercial models, professional performers, the progeny of celebrities, or just plain good-looking young people who caught its eye, throwing the entire power of the organization behind it. Those rival studios would later be replaced by Regal and Viva, with Mother Lily Monteverde and Vic Del Rosario Jr. deploying their own very small cast of talents. But that was all upended by one man, Herman Kuya Germs Moreno. He began his showbiz life the hard scrabble way as a literal curtain raiser at the Manila Vaudeville Theater. But what Kuya Germs excelled at was producing shows and finding talent. By the early 1980s, he ruled Sunday noontime with an old-fashioned variety show that used to have the awesomely named Germicide. Seriously! Before it became Germ Spatial and then the familiar GMA Super Show. By 1986, he was about to change the game. I am Professor Jose Wendell Capili. I'm a professor at the College of Arts and Letters at the University of the Philippines, Diliman. I also do a lot of research on popular culture and fan culture. Long before that's entertainment, Kuya Germs uh, started as a janitor and performer in Clover Theater. 
So what he wanted to do was to create the Clover Theater, yung tradition ng Bodabil, yung tradition ng stage shows. For our younger listeners, Clover was one of the most historic performance venues in post-war Manila, located near the Jones Bridge with its marquee touting its being air-conditioned and family-friendly. This theater was where you went for the best live entertainment in the city, and Moreno cut his teeth here as a supporting player. He never quite shook off his affection for the song and dance numbers he was part of. So he tried to fuse the dynamism of live stage entertainment while at the same time it is also being enjoyed by people on television. So for me, that was something very unique. So from there, how did Kuya Germs start forming a show that would be That's Entertainment? I'm Noel Ferrer. I handle talents and I do my own broadcast too. That's Entertainment was just Kuya Germs. Huh? He was so powerful that all the major companies would go to his show on Sunday to like promote their um, coming movies, their new records, their concerts. So parang hindi kasha dun sa Sunday um, GMA Super Show, GMA Live. Tapos dun, they had to spill over to yung daily show which featured the up-and-coming stars. On January 6, 1986, That's Entertainment premiered on Kuya Germ's home network, GMA7. His pet project was to do a daily show populated with celebrity siblings. He later changed this to what would be his assembly of the best potential young talent he could find. But That's Entertainment was like nothing that came before because of its cast. They were called entertainers every day from Monday to Thursday, with Friday being kind of a junior super show, where members of that's from the different days would collaborate or compete. There were other daily variety shows, but none were as teen-oriented or weaponized the fandom quite like That's Entertainment did. This was a crucial part of the show's success. The original 1986 cast of That's Entertainment remains iconic. The first 16, four per day, was emblematic of the show at its best. Monday, Justoni Alarcon, Ramon Monching Christopher, Yotot De Leon, and Christina Paner. The Tuesday edition was Mon Alvere, Michael Gonzalez, Lovely Rivero, and Manilyn Reynes. The Wednesday edition featured Jojo Alejar, Cheryl Cruz, Gigi De La Riva, and Francis Magalona. The Thursday edition featured JC and Mags Bonin, John Hernandez, and Leia Salonga. How did Kuya Germs put all this together? Where did they come from? Here is Noel again. 
So after GMA Super Show, which featured mostly the the established stars, the Silayas Kilalana, dapat may poposes si Francis M. Yun uso noon yung mga anak ng mga sikat na mga artista. So we had John John Hernandez sa anak ni Alicia Alonso, si Ramon Christopher na anak ni Pinipilita Corrales at ni Eddie Gutierrez. So yung mga ganong second generation during that time na mga anak-anak ng mga sikat na artista, parang natural na dun muna sa that entertainment ilagay. What was it like to be on the show during those heady early days? Let's ask someone who was there. I am Jojo Alejar. Well, now I'm known to be Jojo A. I'm with the Wednesday group. Jojo A had been part of the very popular dance group called The Tigers before he was selected for that. As an original, he remains very much identified with the show, though he only stayed on that until 1990. One of my friends, very close to me, sumalangit na wa, si Francis Pagalona, si Kiko. Sabi niya, pare, sumama ka na, I'm joining. Sabi ko, sige, pumayag na rin ako because Ronnie Enares, who was then the executive producer yata. Oh. The original batch of that found an immediate audience. And in an early example of the massive fandom we see today, viewers would align themselves with certain editions, debating loudly whether the Monday edition was better than the Thursday edition. Fans began packing the GMA Studios live tapings in Quezon City, and the show would eventually be forced to move to the much larger Broadway Centrum on Aurora Boulevard a year later. It was pandemonium. Talagang grabe na. People were lining up as early as the night before. Talagang away-away na sila doon. What made this show stand out was its so-called workshop on-air quality. There were other variety shows on air at the time, but they were heavily produced, glossy productions. That's instead had an almost improvisational quality that could be seen in both the structure and the talents. Here's Noel again. It was really the concept of talent development. Mm-hmm. Now, kasi parang mas organized na, di ba, yung mga acting workshops, singing workshops, dancing workshops. Ito talaga pinanonood ng tao habang sasana yung mga tao and mga artista, no? And this is Jojo A once more. We started off Monday to Friday. You were given a particular day. Tapos doon, basta you come in an hour before, and then they will just tell you, this is what we're going to do, and... Lahat, wala, no rehearsal, no. Let's, let's do it on air. Let's have the rehearsals on air. And then if you can sing, then fine. If you cannot, then fine. At least the people watching will be seeing how you develop from day one till finally. Ayun, gumagaling ka na, ganun. So people in the audience were growing with, with the group. As usual, there was an attempt at the copycat, but Boise the Gia's woeful PTV for clone star writers didn't last long. Particularly because its most famous member was Gary B. B for Berenia. The first that shows were fairly straightforward affairs, beginning with the roll call and then followed by a series of song and dance numbers while Kuya Germs would talk to the cast members in between. The other members would sit on the set behind during these segments. In between, there were some awkward, almost bizarre segments like the self-defeating That's Quiz, 
where members would literally answer trivia questions from Kuya Germs. These usually ended with Kuya Germs giving ridiculously easy clues, as well as cash for the winners. That was very painful to see. Nagkaroon na stigma na when you say that, they're all pa-cutify and medyo uh, nothing in between the ears, no? So medyo Then, there was That's Acting, where Kuya Germs would show the entertainers clips from movies they then had to act out. Here is the Thursday group. The members of the group were paired off, and they were reenacting a scene between Fernando Poe Jr. and Sharon Cuneta from Kahit Konting Pagtingin. Ah. Here is Victor Reyes and Regina Grace. Still cringeworthy after all these years, here's Jojo A. Yung acting na yon, I always, always shy away from that. Siguro in 50 acting workshops on the air, dalawang beses lang yata ako sumali or none at all. Ang nangyayari lang noon with me, si Kuya Jerm Flanks sinasabi, ikaw naman seryoso, lagi nagiging comedy. Sabi ko, eh, Kuya Jerm, siyempre, para masaya. <laughs> Yung pala motivation ko noon. Magbibigay ako naman thousand kung pinakamalakas sa palakpak. Oh, sige, tara! They also honored the old showbiz tradition of giving shoutouts to their hair and makeup stylists as well as their outfitters at the end of the shows. That's actually had a voiceover mention the company names out loud while the entertainer walked around as if on a catwalk. At this point in the show, the following Friday entertainers would like to thank their sponsors. Katrine Gonzalez would like to thank Angel and Twinkle of Leone Diaz Salon for her hair and makeup, Cassia Teens for her clothes, and shoes by Bianca. By the time Kuya Germs added a Friday edition by redeploying members of the other editions and adding new members, he had devised a new secret weapon, Saturday Entertainment. Instead of a cobbled-together half-hearted show, Saturday Entertainment became the showcase. What would happen is that each edition would, during the week, put together a complicated thematic dance number that involved everyone in the cast, and they would all go up against each other on Saturday Entertainment. And when I say complicated, I mean complicated. Costumes, choreography, lifts, you name it. You can make out the moves in this number being performed by Sheryl Cruz and Romnick Sarmenta. He kind of does that move from Blades of Glory, where Will Ferrell is spun around by John Heater holding on to one wrist and ankle, and the athletic Marilyn Villamayor, Moronor's niece, doing her usual daring tosses and basket catches. Then, a winner would be declared, and the prize? You got to perform on GMA Super Show the next day. Yay! More work! As some cast members left for other pursuits such as school and solo careers, the cast began to grow exponentially.
Now, it's time to talk about the talent. There were members whose careers ended immediately after leaving the show. There were just way too many to mention. Let's just say I was a bit taken back when I was served by one of these former entertainers at a Makati restaurant once. There were those curiously specific phenomena of entertainers whose careers were defined by the time they spent on the show but are kind of still remembered today. Two immediately that spring to mind would be Lilette, who appeared in a great co-commercial, and Chucky Dreyfus for being, well, Chucky Dreyfus. There are the magnificent artists whose careers outstripped the show. Salonga was the world-class talent above all the others. She was, however, only on the show very briefly at the beginning. The late master rapper Francis Magalona evolved into his influential persona later on. Kuya Germs certainly had a knack for finding the gem among the rest. There were entertainers who got their starts on the show and became stars through it. The best example of this is Jado Gibbs, who ticks all of the Dats Entertainment boxes. He arrived as part of the second batch, an earring-wearing, mullet-wearing, tank-top-wearing son of actor Ronaldo Valdez. He came off as a bit of a bad boy among the super clean-cut Dats members, Boy, he could sing, and immediately he became part of one of that signature love teams, Jano and Manolin. Listen to them here singing Pebbles' Love Makes Things Happen on the show. The two carried the Tuesday edition. Manolin was part of a singing group that was essentially a that spin-off, the triplets together with Christina Panair and Cheryl Cruz. Cruz was in a similarly popular love team with Romnick Sermenta. As the years went on, the diversity and popularity of this particular kind of entertainer would become evident. Rachel Alejandro, Jennifer Sevilla, Tina Morales, cousins Donna Cruz and Sunshine Cruz, Donita Rose, Asunta de Rossi, the late Isabel Granada, Charmaine Arnaiz, Anna Rosses, Beth Tamayo, Kimpi de Leon. There were those stars who would be on the show in its twilight. So young, they were virtually unrecognizable. Jessa Quintanar became Jessa Saragossa. Hazel Reyes became Aramina. Anna Marie Falcon became Francine Prieto. Melanie Kalumpad became Kyla. The show even gave us politicians. Today, the Wednesday edition's precious Hippolyto Castello is congresswoman for the 2nd District of Quezon City. And of course, Scott Moreno from the Monday edition is the 27th mayor of the city of Manila. This leads us to the stars who were so young when they started on that's. They're still very much around today with careers that only took off after the show. The true outlier of the young entertainers was Billy Joe Crawford, discovered as a child model at age 3, then spent his formative years as the show's youngest, cutest entertainer before leaving at 12 
to take on an international career, then returning to become today's Billy Crawford. The show's most obvious legacy are the bright stars of the past decade, Sunshine Dizon, Gladys Reyes, Judy Ann Santos, and PJ Piolo Pascual. Notable was how the show launched careers but did not limit them. Kuya Germs did not make any financial or managerial demands on his entertainers, as Noel explains. They were the ones who supplied the talents for Viva and Regal during that mm-hmm. time. Wala lang talagang business centric Kuya Germs or mabait lang siguro talaga siyang tao because he could have managed everyone there eh. Pero ang iniintindi ni Kuya Germs was really the content of the show or yung longevity din ng kanyang palabas. So, yung pagmamicromanage ng career ng bawat isa sa kanila would have been very lucrative. Kaya lang, ang ginagawa niya, pag napasikat na niya dun sa show niya, binibigay niya sa, sa mga established studios like Regal and Viva. Pero wala ng exclusivity contract. Unlike ngayon, na hindi na makakalabas yung isang GMA talent sa ABS-CBN or kailangan may special paalam. At yet, talagang ang dali-dali mong mahirami mga artista kasi ang isa lang yung taong taharapin mo at hihingan mo ng permisa kung di si Kuya Germs. Kahit hindi talaga kikita si Kuya Germs, patuloy siyang nagde-develop ng mga young stars pero ito yung ano, na-institutionalize yun yan, yung tiwala at katapatan lang yung naging basis. Even yung mga stars ngayon, nagkakademandahan kasi gustong lumipat ng mga networks na sinasampal sa kanila yung mga kontrata nila. Kuya Germs, wala silang kontrata ruin. It was a legacy of word of honor. This was important because the first entertainers did not earn much from the show itself. Jojo A remembers starting out with 700 pesos an episode, which wasn't much for an artista, even back in 1986. He does know this was doubled once the show was successful and moved to the larger Broadway centrum. The ones who would make it big became movie stars, endorsers, and recording stars, creating their own revenue streams. But as Wendell Capilli notes, just being on the show was often enough. Because of that entertainment, they were able to get gigs in the provinces. Although they were not being paid well as that's entertainment artists, when they go to the provinces, may mga town fiestas, may mga political rallies, there are so many engagements in the regions where they actually get additional income. So that's entertainment provided. Indeed, Noel notes that one had to be something special to stand out or even just survive on a show like this. Pag nandun sa kanila, nababrand sila kasi nasasala sila. They go through tests. May singing test, may acting test, may dancing test. Tumadaan sila sa rigor. During that time of that entertainment, Number one, dapat talaga may brand ka para mag-survive. Tapos nun, kailangan kang makihalubino sa kapwa mo star. So para may, may sense of community. Tapos pangatlo, kailangan kang mapansin ng major studio that will make you a bigger star by making you star in a film or be in a concert or isasama sa isang major project. Ang lifespan ng mga artista ngayon, swerte ka or, or matatag ka kung lumampas ka ng anin na buwan. Yun yung kaibahan ng That's Entertainment na tumagal from 1986 to 1996, no? 10 years. But the show became a victim of its own success as it conspicuously started adding one member after another after another. This was the impetus of adding the Friday group, but soon, every day seemed to feature 
way too many new faces. Here is Noel again. It got so big because a lot of people were just referring their stars, being volunteer nila yung mga anak or yung mga kakilala nila. Kuya Germs just kept adding to his cast until the show featured one that now had some of the older members serving as co-hosts. The show would seemingly meander until they ran out of numbers, ad-libs, or airtime, whichever came first. Even for insiders, the show was getting too big. Aside from the entertainers becoming too many to be individually recognized, the quality of the show was being diluted. Here's Jojo A. Me and Francis Magalona and some of the other seniors were telling them the reason why we are enjoying the accolades, the success, is because one, apart from having yung showcase of talents, eh yung mga bata, they have a certain familiarity. So, nawala na rin yung gana yung ibang tao. Yung ibang tao transferred to another group, transferred to another station. It should have been just uh, up to about six or seven or eight every group. But, you know, there was a time we were like, what, 40 yata per group. Wendell explains how this uncontrolled growth changed the show. At some point, GMA decided to control the direction of the show. And subsequently, it became yung late night show na ni Kuya Germs, yung walang tulugan. Nilagay na lang doon kasi the biggest issue here is there was no longer quality control. Everybody wants to go to show business. Si Kuya Germs, he's such a kind person that he doesn't have the heart to turn down anyone. He, he argues that you'll never know whether somebody's going to be a big star. Initially, because of his stature in the industry, Kuya Germs was given a free reign in handling the show. But the show got out of hand and there were just too many talent managers coming in, too many talents coming in. Parang naging peria na siya. They had to stop the show to be able to make money out of that time slot because at a certain point, it wasn't generating revenue. In the early years, medyo tulog yung time slot and that's entertainment. But by the 1990s, late afternoon, started to generate more revenue for the other stations. Faced with new rivals and having graduated many of its transformative talents, That's Entertainment aired its final episode on May 3, 1996, after a whopping 3,600 episodes with the reunion episode. One of many reunion episodes held throughout the years, mostly on another one of Kuya Germs' shows. Wala tayong isisisi dahil ang lahat ng ito hanggang sa ngayon ay tinutularan ng iba. So salamat din sa inyo. Hindi lamang tao maging ang isang istasyon o ilang istasyon ay ginagawa nila kung ano ay pinakita at pinamalas ng mga miyembro ng That's Entertainment. And with that, Pasalubungan natin ang palakpakan, ang inyong mga sarili, sa inyong kontrobisyon na ginawa sa larangan ng showbiz. Thank you sa inyong lahat. And while his influence on showbiz waned as he got older, it was never fully forgotten. Especially after his death in 2016 at the age of 82. That's Entertainment created the first real assembly line of talent for showbiz, one that replenished itself over and over even as it graduated its aging members to either greater heights or complete obscurity. 
it also changed the way talents approached television, as Wendell explains. During the 80s and 70s, and even before that, movie was the prestige entertainment industry. Television was, in a way, considered second fiddle to the movie industry. But the advent of that entertainment in the Philippines, it kind of started television taking over the film industry at some point. Television was also free, and they don't have to pay in order to watch live entertainment. And then at the same time, you have the television studios starting to develop stars who are just too eager to succeed, even though they are either not paid very well or paid very minimally. In its decades-long run, that's unopposed as a primetime presence, but its greatest significance lay in how it produced talent. Perhaps the best way this could be explained is how Wendell puts it. Usually, if you don't know anybody from showbiz, if you don't come from a showbiz family, it's very difficult to get through. And there was a provision for people who don't know anybody. I mean, for example, Isco Moreno, he used to be a garbage collector. And he was just discovered by Daddy Wawi Rojas from Awake. And from that point, he was asked to audition. So under normal circumstances, a network would not gamble on a complete stranger from some backwaters of Manila. And it was reality TV long before American Idol and The Voice. And there were opportunities for everybody to shine. What was the impact of the show on someone on it, like Jojo A? One, you would actually feel the impact of it, especially now. Eh? <laughs> Kasi those still in the industry who are very good in dramas are still mostly from that entertainment. Number two, the impact of it all is we made history. Eh? We were the biggest teen show ever in the Philippines. No? And it was long running. It was innovative. It was a maverick during those times. Eh? Kasi it was an introduction to a reality TV workshop on air. It's the major legacy of Kuya Germs. Nostalgia for the show is at an all-time high. Something that can be chalked up to the 30-year cycle, but also with the fans of the show all grown up with their Halcyon days on YouTube visible while their flummox children look up from their TikToks. Jano Gibbs recently released That's Quarantine Man, a video call created over Zoom featuring three of That's iconic love teams, Monching and Tina, Manlin and Jano, Romnick and Cheryl, plus Kim Pidilion, singing Starship's Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Today, we only see the last vestiges of the show's greatness. Something that remains significant for its time, even if you try to make a joke out of it. Which edition were you? But the very way actors and actresses, singers and dancers became actors and actresses, singers and dancers were because of that's entertainment.
that's it for this episode of Super Random. This is an Inquirer podcast powered by Puma Podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor. I'm Ruel S. Devera. Please come back to learn more about the next show that revolutionized young Pinoy showbiz aspirations, another show that changed the landscape forever and started during That's Entertainment's later days. One whose effects are still super obvious all around us. Anong oras na? There she was, just walking down the street singing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.